Hey hoes, welcome to Tyler's Take. This is the first recorded episode of this future endeavor, so I'm very excited. We're going to talk about literally everything, because why not? It's Tyler's Take, it's my take on some of the most to least controversial or debatable topics that are out there. So, I'm very excited, guys. This is going to be a fun experience. I look at this as stress release and just to get my opinions out there with no hate, no anger, no frustration behind it. This is supposed to be fun and entertaining. So, let's kind of get into it. So, one of the topics that I am going to talk about fairly frequently on this podcast is going to be reality TV. So I figure, why not we start there and then branch out? Um, Spirituality is going to be one, reality TV, fitness. I am a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. So that is going to be a topic that we do speak about. And I hope to include people as we get further into the podcast, um, experts, or at least people that are within an industry to give their professional opinion on what we discuss. So... Again, I'm no Carlos King. I'm no Andy Cohen. However, I do like to, you know, I like to get down into the reality TV. It's kind of entertaining. So we're going to start with reality TV. And I figure, well, Real Housewives is definitely going to be one of the most discussed topics. So let's start with Real Housewives of New Jersey. Why not? And I pick New Jersey. I think, honestly, I've been following it probably more frequently than most of the other franchises and I'll get into that at some point as to why. But New Jersey has a has a very dark but intriguing concept behind it. And as you can hear, it's probably you probably hear lightning in the background. It is storming over here, so don't don't be concerned. I'm sure you guys aren't anyways. But Real Housewives in New Jersey, I think, is a great topic to start with. Again, there's a lot behind New Jersey from season one all the way up till now. It's been in the headlines recently. Um, a few of the cast really don't want to <laughs> don't want to film with other members of the cast. So I think we should start there. So Real Housewives of New Jersey, my rating of Real Housewives of New Jersey. I guess we should just start there. I'll give it. I, I would put it probably an eight to ten, maybe a little above. Earlier seasons would definitely have been a 9+. plus. Earlier seasons, New Jersey were just unbeatable. The original cast, when you had Dina, you had Caroline, Jacqueline, Teresa, um, Danielle, unbeatable. I'm sorry, that cast is just unbeatable. And I did hear, now I don't, I don't even think I have to say allegedly, I'm pretty sure that this is out there, but I guess I'll say it anyways. Um, I'm nearly positive Dolores was supposed to be or was planned on being casted in the earlier seasons because she was already friends with um like caroline and Teresa and whatever i would have loved i would have loved to have dolores in the early seasons of new jersey because you know that danielle and dolores already you could tell that there was already something there when dolores and danielle were first on screen together in season I don't remember what season it was, but when Danielle and Dolores got face-to-face in that season, there was already things that started. So I would have loved to have seen that from the beginning. I would have loved to have seen Dolores in the moment of Teresa flipping a table. I think that would have been pure gold because they're both hot-headed in a way. Um, 
and I love it. I, I, I really do really enjoy Teresa and Dolores. Um, so yeah, I would have loved to have seen that, but I think early season New Jersey was just unbeatable. It's, it's, it was so good. It's almost like Atlanta early seasons. It's just, it, it can't, I want to say it can't get there because you don't, you want to be optimistic, but it's, I just don't know how. Housewives in their early seasons were authentic. They were purely authentic. They weren't putting on a front because they didn't also know if the show was really going to be that big. And I know some housewives say, oh, I knew it was going to be big. I knew it was going to be big. I mean, you can say that, but you still don't really know, right? So you're not going to put on this whole character that isn't at least somewhat your personality. Because what is the point of going so far and so above and beyond on a show that you don't even know is going to take off? Now, I believe in, in Housewives. Now, you see a lot of the women coming on and kind of putting on this character or role to try to solidify themselves more seasons. And I get it, right? It's The shows are solidified. They have a huge following. You know, and the pay is huge now. It's way, way larger than it was in the earlier seasons. So I get it. I get now why the show has lost a bit of its authenticity. However, I think why... New Jersey still keeps me intrigued is there's still a lot of authentic moments that happen on New Jersey because I feel that when you make a show right when you make a show that is based around families right season one which I find this very interesting season one was really driven towards Caroline Jacqueline and Dina in their family dynamics and Teresa was not Season one, Teresa was not the main focus. She was not the main focus, right? I mean, you can even look at the seating in season one. Teresa solidified her spot when she flipped that table and continued to be on the show. So, and then you watched the shift, right? You watched it shift from Dina leaving the show, right? To kind of it pulling away from Caroline, Jacqueline, and Dina's family dynamic to now Teresa, Melissa, and Kathy's dynamic when they joined the show. So New Jersey from the beginning has always been about family and then close friends, but really driven about family, whereas the other franchises are about friends. But these other franchises, they still weren't really that close. In the early seasons, maybe they started the show with a few friends because that's how they got recommended. But New Jersey, these were either family or very close. I think Danielle was the only one that didn't know all of the cast going in. But either way, you look at how they cast for New Jersey now, and they still cast people that have some dynamic. I think once you got to like Jacqueline and Je or, um, Jennifer and Jackie, it lost a bit of the connection piece. But I mean, when they casted Dolores, Dolores knew these women for years and years and years. She went to high school with Teresa. You know? So I firmly believe that New Jersey is just still authentic even though it's starting to pull away from its authenticity more than most of the other franchises because there's still close relationships you have teresa and dolores again that have known each other since they were kids that are on the show you have melissa who is teresa's sister-in-law right very close dynamic there um you have i mean margaret that wasn't really she kind of came in without knowing people that were, she wasn't really that close to anyone on the cast. Um, but you look at New Jersey and there's still at least a few dynamics and few connections on the cast 
that makes it make sense. It makes it more authentic. So I, I, I firmly believe at this point New Jersey is definitely one to watch. If you've given up on New Jersey, I would say probably probably jump back. Um, there's actually one podcast I listen to, um, Behind the Velvet Rope, with David and Kim, Kim from Real Housewives of New Jersey. And it's great. You, you hear a lot of the backstory, a lot of information that you may have not known about the show, which makes the stories kind of come together a bit more. And I think it really makes the storylines make more sense. So if you give up on New, if you've given up on New Jersey, I definitely recommend going back. Um, but let's talk a little bit deeper about the dynamics of New Jersey and the storylines. So we're kind of at a place now with New Jersey where I know last season Teresa said that <laughs> that she was not going to come back if they did not get rid of Melissa, basically, was the gist of what she said. Um, I get it. I completely understand Teresa being done with it because there comes a point where it's like, I'm not going to keep fighting. You know, you get you get over it. You can, you can only fight someone or or something for so long before you're you're just completely detached and i i feel like that's where teresa's at i don't know why melissa's not there i don't know why i don't it just seems like it, it always has to be a fight like i, I and this isn't me taking a side because i don't want to take sides i don't i really don't want to come across like i'm taking sides on this podcast because i don't want i'm not in the drama i don't care about it enough to like take up arms for someone. I don't know these people. So it is what it is. But from an outside perspective, I do think, I do feel Melissa maybe cares a little bit more. And I feel like a little bit of the drama could be avoided if Melissa just left it alone. You know, like it comes to a point, let Teresa and Joe try to save, salvage their their kinship and try to stay out of it like it comes to a point where it's like don't just don't even bother if they're gonna fight don't even make i won't even don't even talk about it right on tv like i think at the reunion there was a lot that was pulled out that wasn't even discussed and i think the the story of teresa and louie inviting joe over to tell him that melissa was potentially cheating on him something i think it was something along those lines it wasn't out no one no one released that information until Melissa brought it up at the end of the season. So it's kind of like there's certain things that whatever, you know, like if if I have that tumultuous of a relationship with my sister-in-law, that kind of shit, excuse my language, but that kind of shit wouldn't even phase me at that point. It comes to a point where you just kind of expect they would do something like that. So like just I feel like you have to just have very low expectations of the person at this point and just let it go. Let it be, let it go. Let them try to salvage their, again, relationship, brother and sister, and just you got you kinda have to just move on from it, you know, and stop top talking about it so much. And I think we're at a point with New Jersey where I agreed that that would that I, I do think someone had to go. But from what it looks like and what I've heard it looks like casting is going to con keep the same cast. I haven't heard of anyone on the current cast being let go. I think um, one of the newer friends from last season is getting a full-time position. 
Um, I think it was Margaret's friend, Jennifer. I, I can't remember what her friend's name was. Um, that's the one change of cast I did here recently. But I, I think we're at a point now where it would be great to kind of change the dynamic, but you kind of have to have it happen. Like there were so many things that came out at the reunion last season that you can't just start booting the cast off and leave the door open. Like you can't just leave it open. It has to be discussed. So I feel like we're at a point now where you have to kind of keep the cast at least for one more season have all the questions answered that the audience was inquiring about, and then you can move on. And I think that Teresa is, she's not going to enjoy She's not going to like it, but she's going to have to just deal with Melissa being there for at least another season or so, um, unless she wants to leave the show, which, I mean, she gets paid very, very well, guys. So it's easier said than done. I get why these housewives stay, you know, everyone always says, well, why why are you still on the show? And I understand that for someone who could leave the show and survive off of what they made from the show for seasons and seasons to come, right? So, for example, like a Bethany Frankel, she doesn't need to go on Real Housewives of New York. She doesn't need it. She has Skinny Girl, multiple different businesses. Um, she's, doing phenom she's doing phenomenally as a businesswoman. So her going on the show, she can leave. She can leave and she can take the financial little, it's not even a hit, but the excess that she would receive from the show, she doesn't need. So she doesn't need to deal with the drama. She can come back. If the cast starts with her and, and, and gets going, then I would leave too if I was her. But other housewives, like I'm not going to say names, but other housewives that may be struggling a bit more, you can't expect that they're just going to leave a show. You know? We always, like, I think about it, right, for the standard person. Most of us cannot stand our jobs most of the time, right? Like, most of the time, most people don't love their job, right? So, but you have to pay your bills. So even though, right, we look at this person and go, well, they're making, you know, 50000 an episode or 100000 an episode, and there's 15 episodes per season, they're over a million dollars, yeah, they are, but if they're living in Beverly Hills or they're living in New York City or they're living in even Orange County, but again, Orange County, you can find some places that are a little bit less expensive, but depending on what franchise they're coming from, that could mean very little in terms of the way they want to live. Now, if they downsize, absolutely. If they want to go back to you know, a two-bedroom condo, then yeah, they can leave the show and, and probably and pay off the condo and be done. But most housewives that have gotten to that point in life do not want to feel like they are going back, going backwards from the progress they've made. So they're going to try to keep this lifestyle going, which I'm not saying is right. I'm not saying that's right because you do have to get at some point accept that you're being a bit greedy and vain about it, but they don't want to go back. So they're going to stay on a show in a toxic environment that they can still afford to live. And it's the same, somewhat same ideology, working full time in a job that you don't really care for, but doing what you have to do to make sure that you have a roof over your head. So I think at this point, Teresa's doing the show 
to make sure. And you have to think, she went away, like she likes to say, went away, wasn't making money during that time because she was away. Had the show waited for her to come back out of that year, which I get, I know it's only a year. However, the house they had and the fact that they had to pay all those fees and legalities, I mean, they it wasn't, it, it wasn't a good spot to be in. So you have to think too, there comes a point where you have to dig yourself almost out of a hole where someone like Melissa, right? Joe still works. Joe still works. They have been married this whole time. From what I know, he gets a lot of business. Obviously, I'm not like, I don't know. <laughs> I hear rumors. We all do, but it's not, I'm not going to go off of a rumor. I'm going to go off of at least what's in my front of my face. He gets business. He gets business. The show gave him a great platform to, to, push his business, push the contracting, and so on. So Melissa doesn't need, or at least face value, right, doesn't need to be on the show. She never went into, there was never a point that they were, you know, sued by for for hundreds of thousands or, or some crazy amount of, of money. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn, it's crazy outside. But... Melissa could leave. Moral of the story is Melissa could leave. And I don't understand why certain people stay when they don't need the money. At what point do you choose sanity and peace over monetary value? You know what I mean? I just... Comes a point. Comes a point. And I think New Jersey... Again, everyone's going to have to stay to answer some questions. But... I don't know. I think New Jersey is still probably the most authentic franchise out there right now. I think Potomac, I would say Potomac has some good authenticity to it. But again, the since season one, where I will say season one of Potomac, most of those women did know each other in some capacity. So Season one was great, a Potomac, and actually every season's great, but that's because the casting is great. Um, Potomac would probably be my second choice on the list, would be ranked number two. I think Potomac is so good, is so good, and I honestly feel that it replaced so many of the other franchises. I think Beverly Hills... Actually, while we're here, let's just go through what I think, a general view of every franchise for Real Housewives. Jersey, authentic. It was dark for a few seasons, lightened up a bit, still has those, those family close bonds. Why I would probably put it number one. Number two, Potomac. Potomac Shade is so good. It's so good. It's not too serious. It's not... I mean, it got a little dark when Monique and Candace had their fight, but... It's really not that serious. Potomac is just reads. It's just reads. Potomac has, and I know that this is going to come across like, oh, because it's another it's another all-female black cast. It's not that, but the humor in Potomac is very similar to the humor in Atlanta the first few seasons. And I think Potomac is giving the energy of early season Atlanta, but in modern day in the modern day world, which is so funny because the modern day like issues and modern day like resources and like activities with the older, with the old school shade and not old school, I'm not saying any of them are old, 
but I'm saying some of the reads are dated in a very funny way. Like they bring some really old reads back that, you know, I haven't even heard since I was a, since I was probably five or six. You know, so they're bringing like decade old reads, which I love. I love Potomac for that. And again, it's light. I think Karen is the she really is the grand dame. She plays it perfectly. Candace is gives me Kenya early seasons Kenya with her shade and obviously the pageant similarity helps the situation. Um, but what they do need to do, <laughs> since we're talking about Potomac real quick, they need to bring Katie back. Katie needs to come back. Katie gathered the green-eyed bandits left, right, up, and down. If you have not watched early season Potomac, you need to go back. And if you don't remember, go on YouTube, search up Katie Roast, or Katie, well, Katie Roast, Katie Ross Roast, or whatever it is. I always say her last name wrong. It's been a while. But go look up her reads. She gathered them every time. I don't recall Giselle or Robin ever. Karen got her a few times, but I don't remember Robin or Giselle ever putting Katie in her place. Katie was so good. Katie was pure TV gold. She was blunt. She was truthful. And I know that she had issues near the end of when she, when she came back to the show. She was going through a lot. But she was gold. She was TV gold. So they need to bring Katie back. And then I think Potomac, Potomac would maybe go back, would go up to one if Katie came back. But I don't know. They're, they're probably not going to do that. I think Katie, I think Katie like, atomically bombed Bravo and production at some point with tweeting. So I don't know if she'll be back anytime soon, but it would be a good, it would be a good move on Bravo's part. Um, so Potomac would be second at this point, probably three. I loved, so let's put it this way. I loved Miami back in the day. I do not understand how Miami got canceled when it was like Leah Black, um, Johanna, Joanna. Um, oh, who, oh my gosh, it's been years. What was the rest of their names? Because she used to say, Ho, she used to call her Hoanna or Hoanna or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Adrian? Adriana. Joanna, Adriana. Um, and then who was the one that's still on the show now that they brought back that her husband was a, being a scumbag? Oh, that one. But anyways, the original cast of Miami, great casting. I thought they were all so good. I thought the dynamics were great. And the fact that it got canceled, I never understood. And they tried to say because it got violent because Adriana and Joanna, she punched her in the face or whatever. Um, nearly every franchise at this point has had a physical altercation. Can we, like, I get you don't want it to come across like they're fighting every five seconds. But one fight in a few seasons is really not a big deal. I mean, come on. At this point, it's it's almost assumed it's going to happen. So Miami early season was good. I wouldn't be in top five now because I just really don't think that it's... The, I don't think it's, it's the same in a negative way. Damn, it is getting crazy outside. Wow, that is wild. Um... But yeah, so I would say Beverly Beverly Hills I cannot stand. I'm see I'm serious. Beverly Hills when Kim again Dreamcast, Dreamcast of Beverly Hills. Well, actually I won't say Dreamcast. Let me say what cast was my favorite. My favorite cast of Beverly Hills was when you had Kim, Lisa, Kim, Lisa, Kyle, 
Oh, what season was it? Kim, Lisa, Kyle, Brandy. Oh, I know what season it was. I actually loved, and I, I get so much backlash for this because people, like, like could not stand that, could not stand the season. But I actually really loved the season Carlton was on. Carlton was a bit wild and crazy, but she was so funny. She was so funny to me because it was so ridiculous. She she started something every, like, party or event with Kyle. And it's kind of funny because, I don't know, I thought it was just, I thought it was nearly hysterical. But that was that actually was a good season in my opinion. I know other people don't agree, but I do think that was a good season. I did love the season with the Dinner from Hell, of course, with Alison Dubois. I thought that season was great. I think that cast was... That cast for Beverly Hills was probably the most accurate cast you would imagine for Beverly Hills. Seriously. Sit there and think about it. If you think... When you sit there and think of Beverly Hills, when you had Kim, you had Kim, Lisa, Kyle, Camille, Adrian, and... Oh my gosh. Why am I forgetting her name? Armstrong. Taylor. Taylor, that was probably the most realistic Beverly Hills cast I would imagine. I feel like now Beverly Hills has gotten so obnoxious. Like just obnoxious. It's it's just not it's really not what I believe Beverly Hills should be. It's 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 just not like I think Kathy coming on the show, Kathy should be on the show. When I think of Beverly Hills, Kathy Hilton absolutely Kathy Hilton should be on that show. Um, again, Kim. Kim was a, fa was a famous childhood actress. When you think of Beverly Hills, you think of those kind of aspects of people. You think of actresses. You think of models. You think of, I mean, you think of like that Hollywood vibe when you're dealing with living luxuriously in Beverly Hills. Or Adrian owned the hotels in Las Vegas or her family. I mean, you, you you think of that kind of level, economic, like, level of society when you're thinking of Beverly Hills, right? So I just, I feel like it's gotten too flashy, but flashy not in a, again, certain level flashy. It's gotten, like, trying hard. There, it, like, there shouldn't, you shouldn't have to try hard. It should come natural. If you're in Beverly Hills, these women are living much better than probably 99% of the world, you shouldn't have to like prove it to me that you're living that well. I should see you, right, walk into a scene, and just from the clothes you're wearing, no. Like, <laughs> just from the clothes, I should be able to know that that would probably make me, I'd probably lose everything if I tried to buy that outfit. For real. I would decline every single damn card I have trying to buy the clothes that she's wearing. That's what I want to see in Beverly Hills. And at this point, it's all the stylists, it's all whatever. It's just so, it's just too much try hard and I can't get on board with it anymore. Um, I enjoyed Dallas. I thought Dallas was very good. That fell apart. Um, New York City was actually top three, probably second, because it was probably slightly further than the Potomac, and then they recast it. And that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, I think New York was so good. New York was so good. That would that is gonna have to be an episode in of its own about New York. Um, but I think the f the few seasons near the end, they let the ball drop, and they they lost 
the gist of New York. Like, I still, to this day, will go on YouTube and watch clips of Bethany and Ramona's fights or Bethany tearing up Luann or whatever the case may be because it was so funny. Like, you couldn't make it up. Like, New York was so just hysterical. And then it lost its humor. It lost its humor, and they turned it into... Like, I think there was something refreshing about New York being, like, drunk, older women that were, like, dating the same men and just drunken messes at parties. Like, I actually think that was refreshing. And I don't drink. I'm I'm sober. I'm in my own recovery. I've been sober for years. But I still would prefer to watch these women just be a mess. Like, I remember, remember the season they went to uh, some tropical location and... They were, and um, Heather was ripping Luann apart about her bringing a man to the house. And Luann's like, just, why are you so, like, uncool? Like, it was so ridiculous. It's like, Luann, you're a little bit, like, I don't want to say too old for this, but, like, there comes a point where you do not, you do stop bringing just random men back to a group house where all these other women are. Like, maybe if you're by yourself, but, like, eh, I thought that was hysterical because it's, like, it's refreshing where it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess I wouldn't feel so bad now because these women have anything they could ask for, and they're doing it. So, okay. You know, so New York was refreshing, and then it, it lost its its fun. It's It got se- serious and sad, and just that's, that's going to have to be a whole episode. But realistically, guys, and of course Atlanta. Atlanta is funny, but again, Atlanta is just kind of, it seems like everyone's just showing up to collect a check and not trying. Like Atlanta seems like everyone's given up. And I don't know. I don't know why. It's, it's just not what it... It's not funny anymore. It's not funny. It's not fun. It's just, I don't know. It seems like everyone's really trying hard. Or not trying hard, sorry. <laughs> Definitely not trying hard. They're just there. They're just kind of like monotone and just stiff at this point. Um, But yeah, guys, so we will go into it deeper. I didn't want to make this one too long because it is the first um, episode. And I'm going to try to probably keep them to about 30 minutes. And again, obviously, if the topic is more, is deeper or I have an expert come on, for a certain topic, then it'll be longer. But for now, we'll keep it to 30 minutes because I know attention spans like mine don't go much further than 30 minutes. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we're going to continue this. And I'm super excited. It's the first podcast. And we are going to film them too. So I am going to film them too at some point. Um, I just got to get a doggle because I have too many attachments right now. And I have my little circle light and everything that has to get attached. So there's a lot of attachments and we're trying to set up a space. So for now, we'll just do the audio and then we will add video later on. But thanks, guys. Thank you for joining and watching and listening. Not watching, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Tyler's Take. And I cannot wait to catch you guys on the next one. Bye.